For decades, the Vietnam War has been a Hollywood obsession. Apocalypse Now, Platoon, Full Metal Jacket, First Blood. These were blockbuster films, embraced by audiences and critics alike. And for decades, they've helped us understand a painful war and understand each other. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Brian Raftery, and this is Do We Get to Win This Time? How Hollywood Made the Vietnam War. Listen on the Big Picture feed. This episode is brought to you by Brooks. Calling all running nerds, Brooks has just dropped the Go 16, a sweet name for an even sweeter shoe. If you're looking for comfort for that morning jog or when you're hopping on that treadmill, look no further than the Go 16, which has a nitrogen-infused cushioning. That means it's nice, soft, and lightweight. So you got the comfort, but you don't sacrifice the speed. Turn those everyday miles into everyday endorphins and the better-than-ever Brooks Go 16. Click or tap the banner to learn more. At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity, the unplanned, the unexpected, an inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue, a surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland, watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. Welcome into the Ringerverse, the Ringer's Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. And welcome back to Mint Edition, the once-in-a-while podcast about all the latest fandom that you just can't live without. I'm Steve Almond. I'm Jessica Clemens. I'm Jimmy Ditteron. And today, we are going to dive into the mystical worlds of galaxies far, far away and give you a nice little game of ours that we like to call Here Comes the Pitch in celebration of Ahsoka's brand new streaming series that we are covering here on The Ringerverse. But before we begin, some programming reminders. Wednesday, the Midnight Boys are going to be back with their instant reactions to Ahsoka. All fun there. Loving it. Loving it. Friday, the Midnight Boys will be back again to talk about the entire season of My Adventures with Superman. Boy, was it a great time. And more Ringerverse content to come. Be sure to check out the latest on the brand new House of R feed. We've already got a deep, deep, deep dive onto the first two episodes of Ahsoka, and we've got more coming. Be sure to check out the fall best of the year hype meter that's going to be coming out on Tuesday. Happy Monday to you all. But today, in honor of Ahsoka's debut, we are going to be pitching our own live-action Star Wars series based on characters that we think should be given their own show. But, it's not just going to be Jomi, Jess, and myself. We are going to be joined by a very special guest right now. Please welcome Daniel Chin of The Ringer, everybody. Thank you, thank you for having me on here. Thank you for having me back here. <laughs> All right, Daniel, you have been deep into the Star Wars lore. You've been writing for TheRinger.com. What a great website for uh, quite a long time. You recently mm-hmm. just talked about Dune Part 2's delay and what that means for the rest of our world. Guess what? We're missing out on the Chalamet Sance. Spice will flow eventually, but it's gonna be it's gonna be some time. It looks like <laughs> that's true. But we're gonna be talking about Ahsoka for a little bit. Um, what have you been enjoying about the Ahsoka series so far? It's a lot of fun just seeing these 
animated characters come to life. And I think it's really good timing for me because I just started uh, binging Rebels without having seen it before. So being able to pick up on all the little Easter eggs and seeing characters like Chopper and Sabine come to life has been a lot of fun. Um, and just like Ahsoka after all these years, you know, I loved uh, the Rebel, I mean, the original Clone Wars series growing up and uh, having Rosario, Rosario Dawson starring in it now in like her own series has been a lot of fun to watch. Now, Jess, you had recently been getting into yeah. a bit more of binging of Rebels and like dipping your toe into the animated series. How, what have you liked about Ahsoka's new live action show in regards to how that's been carried over? From the animated series? Oh, uh, actually, that's a good question. Um, I really like it. Uh, I'm trying to figure out like how to say this. Uh, no, wait. I do like it. I love it. I love it. it sounds, <laughs> Don't worry. It We've been trying like to a- figure out how to say it since the Midnight Boys. It's all <laughs> yeah, fine. I want you guys to know I really like this. Um, it was fun watching her as like a little one and then be so, just like so powerful and so courageous about all her stuff and stand to her like uh, her own convictions. I really like that. And then seeing her now, that's still kind of doing it, but in a way, we're only two episodes in, so I'm waiting for more. But in a way where I'm like, girl, I need you to start getting in, getting involved. I need you to stop being neutral. I need you to actually get involved. And I'm like, for how long have you been like, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to be on bad. I'm not going to be on good. I'm just going to stick to here. Because I'm, and now that's kind of what I'm watching that balance out in Asaka's series. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, Jomi, like you're our Rebels expert our clone wars expert you've sure, seen it all yeah. you love it all harrison yeah. doula love of your life that's my, my much love that's uh-huh. your little boo thing and i genuinely want to know what you're kind of looking forward to in the next in the coming episodes of this season um in regards to how possibly like some action ramping up or maybe if we're going to be getting thrown sooner rather than later i mean obviously we're going to see ahsoka battle uh balon and and skull you know you got to have your two lightsaber duelists go against the main character, obviously. Uh, but everybody's worried about Ezra and Thrawn. Mm-hmm. When are they coming? Forget all that. Where <laughs> the hell is AP5? Bruh? Oh, the eternal AP, question. Where's AP5? I'm looking, where's my protocol droid at? You know what I'm saying? We need to get locked in. We worried about That's the true. wrong stuff, man. There's I mean, a lot of droids in this series. Uh, right? I was like, the nurse one, uh, I really like the nurse droid that was helping Sabine in the hospital. I was like, this is actually really cool. I don't think I've seen this. It's almost like we kind of need a series to, you know, make Dude. sure that droids are people and, you know, they deserve rights. Some. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Yes. No, we're doing this again. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big, big time advocate of droids rights here. I, Daniel, I where do you stand on the I autonomy understand. of droids? I'm just immediately thinking about all the filler episodes we had in the old Clone Wars series where right? it's just droids. D-Squad? I don't know you if we need a whole live vote? action version of that. serious. Where are you so for real? Is there a, like a Bible of every droid that's ever existed? Well, and the great website known as Wikipedia, which has yeah. aided us <laughs> in many a, a Star Wars quest for lore, uh, would definitely help you out there. But uh, I'm, des- I'm desperately curious as to what we're going to be bringing to the table for our pitches that we're going to be getting to soon. But if this wasn't already apparent, we're going to give you a friendly neighborhood spoiler warning for just literally all of Star Wars. And Star Wars, that hasn't even happened because we're about to make some of our own. Also, to like just the heads up, fuck the canon. We're, we're destroying <laughs> yeah. the canon. Yeah. I mean, if you're like, That's if, you, if, you, if, you lo- if you're locking in and you're like, well, that couldn't happen because so-and-so would have been just just let that out your mind right now. And now, Jomi, we don't know exactly what everybody else has planned for our pitches, but I, what I at least plan to do is go uh, as a little bit of like a launch pad from yeah. 
established canon and then just maybe just go a little bit of my own way. It's it's kind of like you, you know um like a, you know how like waves work. You know they intersect, mm-hmm. they disappear, they mm. come back together. It's kind of like, like poetry, that. like oh it rhymes. Poetry, I thought you were yeah. talking about hair. <laughs> I straight up said, "What you talking about?" I was, about? <laughs> I was imagining because I thought you were. Why the fuck did I go to hair immediately? I said, "Oh yeah, like waves." <laughs> I do really love a Monday morning energy for the pod. <laughs> you said they intersect. I was like, "Wavelengths." No, I'm an idiot. I'm the one that went off the other way. I'm sorry. Keep going. I'm sorry. That's all fine. Spoiler but- warnings for Star Wars and all established canon. Are we ready, guys? I think so. Super Red, I need you to read these rules because I'm going to break all Oh, of yeah. Them. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Great. Oh, yeah. I'll highlight and delete some things. I'm not deleting nothing. My story is staying. You just have to deal with it. And let us begin. The great little game and segment that we had come up with is a game called Here Comes the Pitch. The new segment comes to us from Galaxy Far, Far Away as we, the Mint Edition crew, will each pitch you, the listener, our new potential Star Wars live action series starring a beloved animated character that has not yet gotten their own story that we would love to see. Each of us will make our own pitch based on the following action points. Who is the main character? Who will be the main cast slash villain? Who is a potential celebrity casting that we'd like to see? And a general pitch on the plot of this series. Later on, our pitches will be uh, reaching you, the audience, to our social channels so you, the listener, can vote on who has the best pitch and which one you would like to see the most. But first, a couple of rules and exclusions. While Star Wars canon is full of characters, vast and wide, the likes of which you've never seen before, certain characters that we are going to be limiting ourselves to for the sake of this segment. While Ahsoka's imminent villain Thrawn has yet to make his live-action debut, characters such as him or other characters that we know are going to be coming in the canon or have already been touched on in live-action shows are going to be off the table for right now. Also, we are primarily sticking to animated characters in these pitches. We will not be adding any characters from video games that have existed throughout the Star Wars saga. We'll mainly be sticking to the established canon of the main films, prequels, sequels, and established TV shows that we have so far. Any questions so far? Mm-hmm. Jomi? Okay, so... so, so, so <laughs> how many rules are you going to break right now that I've just <laughs> stated? Two. Easy. Okay, two. Right? Great. Two I can easy. settle for two. Because you said video game characters. Now, it's not like a crazy thing. I'm not going to spoil it for y'all, but it's, it's not like a big thing. But it also says we're sticking to only two characters in the mainline canon. Destroyed. All right, fine. There are, <laughs> uh, like, come on. You know what I'm saying? We got to gotta hook it up for the fans here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, yeah, that's that's just me. You know, I, don't know about y- I don't know about y'all. <laughs> but, you know, but I cooked. Of I course. Was, I was cooking. Of course. Well, before we get into... Our game. Does anybody want to go first? That's fine. After you. After you. That's fair. All right. I will start. My pitch will be a beautiful six-episode series. This show will be titled Yaddle Colon Balance. That's right. I am picking a show that stars our favorite by the way, did you know that there's not a, an official name for Yoda's race? No. We still don't have that. Like, I, I scoured w- well, Wikipedia. I think I knew that as like a fun fact. Yeah. That was, it's like no one, everyone just calls them all Yoda's. Yeah, George Yoda's <laughs> very much does, did that on purpose. And guess like, what? I'm going to, I'm going to name him. Okay. I'm going to name him in this series. Nah, I don't think they'll like that. Wow. They, they won't. I don't like that. Do you have a name for them off the top? 
Yeah, the Yodes. The Yod Goats. The Yod Goats. But yes, it will be starring our Jedi Council member, Yaddle. The female-led uh, voice casted by uh, Bryce Dallas Howard in the animated show uh, Tales from the Jedi. We will be taking basically the show that is thrusting Yaddle out of her academic studies as a youth um, and picking up the mantle of Jedi Master in a fight for one of the first battles against a evil clan called the Path of the Open Hand. Now, this was happening around the time of Yaddle being in her Yoda equivalent of like her middle age, I would say. Uh, she had taken on a Padawan and there was a lot of anti-Jedi sentiment going on in the galaxy uh, pre-Jedi uh, Council. So, uh, Yaddle, Jedi Master, renowned for her wisdom and compassion, hailed from the planet Tython. Um, she has a lot of force uh, sensitivity and recognized for her compassion. Um, now, a lot of Yoda's race, as well as Yaddle's, um, are all Force-sensitive and have a lot of... Uh, strong connections to the force and wanted to mainly advocate for diplomacy and uh, peace. But knowing that she's going to be thrust into the conflicts of war and like sort of a pre-Clone Wars conflict, she is going to be radicalized to want to join the Jedi Council and advocate more so for peace after having to deal with the trials of war. So this will follow her Padawan as well as her fighting through like the first half of the series against the path of the open hand um, against their evil leader, Electra Zevron. I'm pulling this from Wikipedia canon because this is an actual canonized battle that happened in the comics. Okay. I got you. Uh, We have our evil leader who I'm uh, casting as Michelle Yeoh. Okay. You know, she'd do it. You know, she would definitely do it. My my good friend, Michelle Yeoh would close personal friend, Michelle Yeoh. She would do it. Absolutely. She would absolutely do it. Um, I think this would be a great villain turn for her. She's yeah, been doing great. She did fine. great things in Star Trek. I would love oh, to see her in the in a role like this. Um, and I would also like to use a lot of Frank Oz, Jim Henson type puppets because mm-hmm. we love we love the, to see Yaddle in live action. But we also I just love Star Wars when they have puppets in them. And I I genuinely <laughs> like to see a mix of good CGI v- with puppetry to be used with Yaddle as well as Yoda. While I don't want to have Yoda kind of like suck out the oxygen of the show, I would like to have her like in close counsel because this was when Yoda was kind of in his ascension in politics and Yaddle was kind of outside of that. We remember from her previous episodes when she confronted Dooku, she was kind of on the outside and like actually like kind of figuring out what Dooku was up to. I like to see her a little bit in this. Not so much boots on the ground, but also like kind of putting an ear to it and actually kind of understanding why there's anti-Jedi sentiment and kind of getting a sort of like first introduction to both politics and war in the Star Wars universe. How are we liking this so far? So I'm going to just be 100% honest. You said puppets and the first Jim Henson puppets. And the first thing I thought was Sesame Street. I ain't going to hold you. Listen, he's done a lot of puppet things. He did the Dark Crystal. Did the Dark Crystal. I I got it when you said, when you said, so, when you said, um, uh, what's his name? You said Yoda. And I was thinking like, okay, the original series, like that kind of puppetry. Okay. That like, you know, that all. No, yeah, sense. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Have you, has any, is anybody familiar with the Netflix, rev- the short lived 
Netflix revival series of The Dark Crystal. Absolutely. That yeah, show was incredible. Uh, beautiful. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Excellently executed. That's the vibe I'm going I, for I here. get that. That's, that's what I, the vibe you're going I, for? Yes. Dark Crystal? I'm not yes. watching a show. Dark Crystal's it's scary. It's scary as me, hell. But <laughs> it Dark Crystal's great, it though. great, though. Wow, it great. And that's immediately what I thought of when you said Jim Henson puppets. I was yes. like, oh, I'm putting it in the revival or the, the Netflix Dark Crystal. It, I Good take idea. puppets seriously. I love it. And I would Michelle, love to Michelle see. Michelle Yeoh casting great, too. Steve Albert takes puppets seriously. Put it on my gravestone. Takes puppets seriously. He's a serious man. I am. And I abide by that. I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm ashamed to say that I have like 12 credits in Shadow Puppeteer Theater in college. <laughs> really? Wow. So, Stop the podcast. So I also am a puppet girl. Give, me the, give no. me the top three Shadow Puppet plays that you were in no, Go right no. now. We had to create them. We studied it and then we had to create our own plays and do Shadow Puppeteer Wait, Theater for it. What? And the plays had to be 15 minutes. So you took uh, you took 12 credits. 12. Is that four classes? Okay, it's so hard to explain. I went to a school where you basically could create your own degree. It was the Evergreen State College in Olympia, Washington. And it basic it's three months of doing that. And then you just get the like you get your credits for it. So it basically wow, this felt is like liberal arts I went college. To a, it, and it is a liberal arts college. <laughs> I didn't so, know how liberal, but that's pretty my they, they God. Were, every counselor was like, study different things. Don't just settle for one thing. Try everything. So I signed up for Shadow Puppeteer Theater my freshman year spring quarter. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, so I love I love puppets. That's why yeah. I was, I I I, genu- I genuinely do too. Stand with me. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. That's incredible. Make I, me feel less weird. I'm Daniel Day Lewis in Let There Be Blood. Where they're like, <laughs> now if you will say that I'm a puppet man, I think you will agree. I think you will agree. I'm here. I'm sold on this already. I really like it. Daniel, any pushback here? I mean, I just love the Michelle Yeoh casting as as a villain. I was I was trying to work Michelle Yeoh into my pitch as well, but you, I think you you got it right there. Mm. How would you like to see Michelle Yeoh go toe to toe with a Yaddle puppet in a lightsaber <laughs> duel? I'm I'm there instantly. I mean, I would I would just watch Michelle Yeoh in anything, but with with the the puppets, I think you're I think you're onto something here. Right. That's going to be interesting <laughs> to see in 2020, whatever this gets made, uh, a puppet versus a real life person. And it would still be Bryce Dallas Howard doing the voice. Yes. Okay. And guess who's directing it? Oh. Bryce Dallas Howard. That's it. You said it. Duty. Boom. I love her. She's a she's a longtime director of the Star Wars canon, and I think she would do a great job directing these things. I, being a creative lead on this, I think this would be really really good for her. I, I love I'm just saying. Bryce Dallas um, Howard. We would have like a small, like not not even so much cameos, but like yeah, how just yeah. touch it, just like touching in on the on the wisdom of Yoda and like seeing like the small political pushback that he can have in this conflict and I want the conflict to end with the uh path of the open hand uh because like that that cult was decimated they were evil um they were oppressing both Jedi and force sensitive people and I want like the latter half of that show to be sort of a political reckoning with how the Jedi Council was slow to respond to aid and radicalizing Yaddle to want to join the Council because she wants to be the change that she wants to see in the world. She realizes that, kind of on the path of Ahsoka, where the Council is fallible, but she wants to change the system from the inside rather than walk away from it. And I think that's where we end on Coruscant. We end with her... uh, basically taking a seat on the council and more or less being introduced to Dooku and uh, 
setting up for a potential conflict there. And then we all understand the ending that she meets in uh, the animated series where she dies at the hands of Dooku and the Sith ascendancy from there happens from that. Guys, I'm very proud of this one. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty solid. I want life for Yaddle. But life for Puppet Yaddle. Yes. Steve Allman. Yeah. I like puppets. Yes. <laughs> I dig puppets. I want puppets. I Wait, quick, quick question for you. Is is there a romance between Yoda and Yaddle? Can you remind me or am I just assuming no, that the I, two I, Yodes? I, I, I actually don't want a, a romance between Yoda okay. and Yaddle. I kind of want Yaddle to be in her own bat. Not like not that she can't find love or not that she can be entirely loveless. I just okay. don't think that uh, she's dedicated a life, life to academia before she goes into a... Uh, a battle that she doesn't want to go into. And from then on, she's more or less about helping people from the inside of the Jedi council. That's, that's fair. That's an interesting question. You asked that Daniel, because how, how, how do people of Yoda's race repopulate? Like, just, there's just not many Yodes question. out there, you know, there's not many Yodes out there. there there's not many yo goats out uh. there. And like Yoda is, seems very committed to the Jedi way, which means you're not on the streets like that. You know what I mean? And Yaddle. Listen, 900 years, he can get a lot done. Yaddle, <laughs> Yaddle, li- yeah, I'm sure she gets him. She gets down? Sure. She gets down. To not, say, not to say that, like, you know, 900 whole years, obviously, tragically, life cut short, RIP. Yeah. <laughs> but. How do they? I Let's maybe. I mean, it's a Puppets. question. We don't need to worry about that. No, I need to. A question for another podcast. <laughs> okay, well, Jess, get on that. <laughs> hey, my writer's room is cooking right where now. Where's Ben Lindbergh when you need him? Exactly. <laughs> I'll text him. I'll text Ben. All right, that's my pitch. That's a good one. That's pretty good. Yeah, man. Like Who it. will be up next? Uh, I could. I can go. I can go, and I'm sweating about it. Um, <laughs> I'm sweating about it. So You've mine, been sweating about uh, it. I know. I have been. Um, so mine sounds like. Of the the world's best romantic book, but it's actually not. Uh, it's called Darth <laughs> Maul: The Knight of Dathomir. <laughs> knight with a K, K, K with a yeah. K, with a K, because oh, he is a knight. He's almost a king. So uh, I love Darth Maul. I love villains, uh, and Darth Maul was always a fan favorite villain for me. So I was like, oh, I'm going to choose Darth Maul, and then realize we actually have seen a lot of Darth Maul. <laughs> that's that's been my main question. So he's yes. been long chronicled in the yes. Clone Wars animated series. Yes. Where do you want to go with this? Are I'm we starting, taking this back or are yeah. we taking this forward? What are we doing? We're here? doing a little bit of both before and, in, and into the Clone Wars. What I wanted oh. to do is create a mini series, and if it gets renewed for a second season, then we can pick up in between in the second season what happens after he becomes the like six limit freak in the <laughs> trash shoot. Spider Mall, yeah. yeah, the yeah. Spider Mall. Um, but I want to stick mainly kind of like an origin story because one of my favorite parts uh, is where Darth Maul's from. And I love a planet that's ruled by women and men are subservient. <laughs> so, okay. We, so, love, a, we yeah. love a matriarchy. Yes, yeah. we love a matriarchy. Cool. So let's get into it. My main character is Darth Maul. My main cast, right? So I have Darth Maul, his mother, Mother Talzin, Darth Sidious, Savage, his brother, Kenobi. And then for celeb casting, since we're going to have a little bit of him as like a younger, younger, like, uh, you'd cast like a five or six year old. It can be anyone because I don't know any five or six year old. Okay, actors. so you want you want a little kid ball. Well, it will have a little piece of that because I also want to. Uh, I also want to center around. He was 
forced to become a warrior. Like he was like, you're a boy. You're going to go to this other side of the planet with the, all the other men and you're going to just learn to fight. And he was like, I don't really want to fight. And they're like, well, you're going to do it because that's what you're going to do. You're a man on this planet that's ruled mm-hmm. by women. A little, so bit, I need, little like 300 where yeah. like they send you off to the woods and you fight the yeah. wolf. So yeah. Oh, so it's just little Dar- baby Darth Maul being like, I don't want to do this. And this is pre-tattoos. Mm. Uh, so he's just red and just doesn't want to do it. But that is, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. He's got his little baby horns. He's got the, the tiny horns. He's got tiny horns and the red face and he's having a hard time. But that can be anyone. But when he gets into like an older version where he's working under, when he first begins like actually working with uh, Sidious, I wanted to be Andrew Garfield. And this then, is wild yeah. casting. Oh, well, Andrew Garfield whoa, whoa, whoa. is an actor. He is a theater actor. Yeah, no, thespian, and I'm like, yes. he's a thespian. So I think he's going to well, deliver. I think he'll deliver. I think he'll deliver. That's, that's a lot to grapple with. Yeah. No, 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 no. I think, because <laughs> my thing was, I, like, in my head, I, I think of Maul as, like, a buff dude, but in reality, like, kind of. He's lean. He's lean. He wasn't. It wasn't yeah. until after his mom, like, rehealed him and gave him robotic legs that he kind of gets, but that's, like, an older, sadder, crazier. Darth Maul. Yeah, like Darth Maul in, the, in Rebels, in, yep. if my mind is correct, you like a slim dude, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's been in the gym. He's been locked in. You know, he's been cunt season all season. You know what I mean? Uh, it's also like, it's like the body of someone that works out a lot but doesn't eat a lot, mm-hmm. which is Darth Maul. <laughs> Does okay. That make sense? All right, so we're dealing with him oh, in, in, his, yes. in his teen so, years. Well, yes, and then when he is the Spider Maul. <laughs> Spider Maul. <laughs> when he's Spider Maul. That's Spider-Man be... playing Spider-Man? No, 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 no. I wanted to become Christopher Eccleston. So oh. this will be the very last oh, scene. Yes. The very mm, last scene okay. of the series. And if it gets renewed for a second season, we go forward with Christopher Eccleston. Because I love Christopher Eccleston. Wow. And then the mother Talzin, I want to be played by Michaela Cole. Oh. I want Darth Sidious to be Richard E. Grant. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> You're dropping Sav- checks here. Savage. Yeah, I thought we were going for... I thought we were no, going no, for please, please. Savage, the brother, I want to be played by Dave Bautista. And <laughs> Kenobi is just going to be Aaron McGregor DH. Wow. It's just going to be Aaron McGregor. I like it. I like because it. I feel like you can't change Kenobi. And I am in no place as a Star Wars fan to change Kenobi. Daniel, I want to get your input on this. Do you feel like, because this, this is more or less kind of the solo argument. I'm like, do we feel like we are allowed to recast for iconic roles or are we allowed to uh, de-age a la a Mark Hamill or a la a... Hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as she wants to de-aging which some might could c- like consider a sin no i understand you and McGregor. But I'm too, i would rather and this is this is jessica clemens speaking no one else I'm, <laughs> I'm so afraid of star wars fans that i would rather just de-age Aaron mcgregor than try to find someone to recast as kenobi i i don't know i'm too afraid i think a lot of them would and g- go ahead be upset because i'm like this is your fandom i'm like i genuinely am like uh I don't know. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Daniel, are we damned if we do, damned if we don't on yeah. the recasting here? I think I think that's fair. And I think it really should be like a case-by-case situation. Like, I, I agree that, you know, you'd definitely get some pushback if you're recasting Kenobi. And I feel like, you know, you could make him look young still without even doing a lot of de-aging. But with the, the Luke Skywalker situation, like, that was a little bit too much for me. That was a little bit oh, weird. That like, that's intense. where you reach, like, that uncanny valley kind of territory. To be- that's what and I'm like, afraid I'm of. Or, like, you know, just performance you know you can just have like somebody actually show their face rather than hide behind like cgi 100 100 and in this in my when i read you guys my plot kenobi's not that much in it it's only because clearly he has to show up to because he's a main he's the reason does he, why have, to? Does he have to well it's more so that like there's pieces that have kenobi attached to it mm. and that's why i'm like mm. for the storyline 
maybe we need to see his face at least once. Okay. Uh, I want to mm. get to that scene where he does get cut in half by Kenobi, but I think there's a way of doing it where right when he walks in the door, we have just like, uh, we have Andrew Garfield's Darth Maul pull out his like double sword and then it cuts to like when he was younger and we get a piece of why mm. he can't. Let me get into the plot because then you'll understand why. You'll Let's understand. Go. You'll Let's understand go. the pitch. Okay. So imagine Dune. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining I'm starting, it. Imagine, dude, especially the sisterhood. I don't like this. Um, but no, the the there's like because imagine the sisterhood, especially with dude, the Jenny Besser, I think. Uh, so we got a miniseries following the many sad trials of Darth Maul, leading to and during Clone Wars, cutting between present day and past. We follow Darth Maul from being a young boy on Dothamir training and subordinate to the female Dothamarians to a demented mechanical six-limb freak in the trash tunnels after Kenobi cut him in too. Uh, we're going through his uprise and downfall, all affected by patience. I loved, one of my favorite things from The Witcher, I know, is that law of neutrality was like the key thing. It was like neutral, neutral. There's disadvantages and advantages. And here, I think for Darth Maul's career, it's always been patience has been a problem. Um, he has so much anger. He doesn't have time. And he's like, you guys are, you're wasting your time. And his patience will always be his downfall. So um, I think we see him impatient and frustrated as a young boy when Bruley trained to be a warrior. Then he's moved from Dothamir. We see older Maul start rebelling against his own master, learning to create his own path that ends and begins with killing only Jedis. His, egos, uh, his ego grows with his kills, yet his prestige staggers. He wants the Jedis to know he's coming to kill them. Sidious wants him to stick to their original plan. And we're optimistic about the young Sith Lord's curiosity of what makes him hate the Jedis, but also in doubts of Darth Sidious. But unfortunately, we all know how this ends. Uh, <laughs> we know that he eventually dies. Uh, but I think I, a key part of what I really want is obviously Darth Maul is a villain. And I don't want to change that story. I want him to stay a villain. I don't want us to like cheer him on. I want us to figure out, I want us to just figure him out and understand why he's doing the things he does. And to arguably be like, oh, this is a valiant enemy. To be like, this is actually a really good villain. Right. Um, so I don't want to change the story. I don't want us being like, man, this is a good guy. It's like, no, he's still a bad guy. He's a horrible person, but he's a really good enemy and that's why we're so invested in this i want us to explore dothamir his home planet because the night sisters are insane and i want to be one i want to be magical and just above men at all times um and i also <laughs> i also need i need someone to answer like how do they procreate uh who made it with who was it ritualistic was mother talzin actually the mother to all of them how did this come to be because all of them uh, Darth Maul has two brothers, supposedly, but we don't know how all the other men on the planet are created. And I think this is an interesting backstory to figure out what originated, what started this woman-ran planet and why this one woman who started it was like, these men suck. Let's put them to the other side of the planet and just rule it to ourselves. Because I think that would give way to why Darth Maul is so angry inside and just doesn't know how to put his anger. It's so misplaced. Hold on. Does this sound like Barbie to you? <gasps> Does this sound like the plot of Barbie? The Kens need to revolt? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, where's my headphones? <laughs> I'm just small. I can't believe that it all went bad well, like this. Did I just, wait a minute, am I wrong? No, you're not. You're completely not. You're I want, completely not. I want, this is, we're literally under, oh my God. Cause yeah, Ken wasn't, the Kens weren't like good. Even when they came back, we we're kind of like, yeah, you guys like. But it's not under the, under the degree that they not, said, but we're like, we use them as. Yeah. 
And, and this is all the, their misplaced anger. Incredible. Oh, my God. I'm just imagining that they craft the men like Urukai, where they just like mold them out oh of clay God. or whatever. Yes, 100%. I still love it. I think this is great. Okay, well, let me end with the cameos, and then we'll get back into how this is Barbie. Goddamn. Um, the cameos are his <laughs> Can brother, they sing? Savage. Can they sing? No. Actually, should they, should they get a Maybe? musical episode like in uh, <laughs> a Star Trek? Yes. <laughs> um, it's Kenobi. Is Savage will make a, a cameo appearance. Cad Bane and General Grievous. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, it is, it is, it is Barbie. It's kind of like Barbie. Is Dune like Barbie? Because that's Warner Brothers too. <laughs> well, no, because they didn't banish. It wasn't separated by men, but it's, it was like the sisterhood. Mm. The sisterhood is a really big deal to me. Yes. In, uh, in Dune, and I really liked it, and I love that. That was specifically like this on Dothmir uh, in Star Wars. I was mm-hmm. like, this is insane. This is kind of like Dune. <laughs> if we really think about it, isn't everything really like Dune? And with that, we have Jomi's pitch <laughs> that is just Dune Part Two. <laughs> no, this I love this. Um, I I'm fascinated at the idea that we can see. Um, it, it seems like you really want to explore like the uh, the advantages and disadvantage of of Maul coming from a matriarchal society mm. that may or may not have like neglected him and his purpose because he doesn't want to fight. Yeah. He's been made to fight, and a lot of the struggles that Maul had both in the Clone Wars and uh, in his, uh, you know, life has been, uh, as Frederick Prince Jr. would say, Sisyphean, where he's just pushing that boulder up the hill and then constantly having it fall back down. He's the uh, coyote in in the Roadrunner story. He always gets close enough to reach his goal, but he never gets there. And he just gets close enough to make him want to try again. And he gets angrier and angrier and more powerful and more set in his ways. And I really, really like that. Yeah. I think I think that this is a good pitch. Daniel, what do you think? I think I, I really like it too, just because now you can focus on a villain in a real way and like actually stick with them being a villain. I feel like there's a lot of times we see in movies where they kind of like half-stepping around, like, you know, like, like the Suicide Squad, like the original one, where it's yeah. like, they're supposed to be villains, but in the end, it's like about family and like they're all kind of good in the end. But actually exploring a villain like Darth Maul, like an iconic villain, and really diving into that would be really interesting in a show. And plus, just like Dothamir is a really good choice of like a setting. Yes. I always thought it was a really right. fascinating, you know, it's, it's it's like so different than all the other planets. Like one of the great things about the animated series was just how you have more time and all mm-hmm. these weird planets yeah. that are different than what we see, like the sandy planets that we always see in the live action. Movies, I don't know. So. Not enough desert planets for me, Jess. <laughs> I, I might be planets. putting the thumbs down on this. No, wait, this desert. isn't really desert. It's more back to smoke. 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 Yes. <laughs> There's definitely a sandstorm in mine, so don't worry. Oh, there God. <laughs> Better be the song sandstorm. I'm already it. I wish you get the rest of that. Now I like this. This is good. Like Dan was saying, like, I mean, me personally, I hate all the villain stuff that comes out because the villains are like always like the good people. Oh, I don't want to see that. Recently. Yeah. All the recent stuff, you know, Venom and yeah, uh, the, the Joker, ugh, you know, where it's like, right. oh, he's the good guys. Like, nah, bro. If you're going to do a villain not- movie, I want him to be evil and like be the bad guy and just like just win. Just had a bad guy win for once in the bad guy movie. Don't have to pretend that he's doing something virtuous or whatever. It's mm-hmm. I, I remember my favorite villainous moment was I think in Kenobi with Darth Vader just walking through a city and he just like throws people around, doesn't say anything, oh. immediately comes in. Yeah. Oh, someone. It was yeah. episode three. Uh, yeah, he yeah. just like it was choked that dude. Quick. And it was just like he just yeah. walked in and everyone was like, why? And he's like, I don't need a reason. He's like, I'm coming in here. You guys got this ship that's about to go off. I'm going to get pissed off right now. He said that. He said that. He straight uh, up did. In the, in the show, the he was like, I'm but just like, I'm walking here. I liked it so much. I think Star Wars does have 
my favorite villains and bounty hunters. But it, I, I wanted just to make a villain thing. Just a villain. Hell yeah. Just make him a that's villain. Good. I'm just villain. They're g- <laughs> just villain. <laughs> but yeah, great. that's my pitch. Uh, great title, though. Solid. Award-winning title. Love it. I love it. That's, that's what we're all here for. This episode is brought to you by Brooks. Calling all running nerds, Brooks has just dropped the Go 16, a sweet name for an even sweeter shoe. If you're looking for comfort for that morning jog or when you're hopping on that treadmill, look no further than the Go 16, which has a nitrogen-infused cushioning. That means it's nice, soft, and lightweight. So you got the comfort, but you don't sacrifice the speed. Turn those everyday miles into everyday endorphins and the better-than-ever Brooks Go 16. Click or tap the banner to learn more. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. All right. Well, to much fanfare, I think it's time for Jomi to go next. Man, I don't know. <laughs> you guys have set the bar really high, and uh, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Did, did, does, are you running from the Yaddle smoke? Is not, that what I'm not really running from the Yaddle smoke? You know. So, <laughs> uh, I call it this. This one is called my pitch. It's oh. titled oh. "The Padawans." Oh, okay. I'm interested. The main character. Um, Clone Wars fans remember the episodes, the arc that started with the gathering. And when I watched that episode, the character that I came away with, character that I was like, I love this character. Do not take them away from me. They need to be my life forever. It's Biff. So the main character, Padawans, is Biff. We've got him, his homies, Pietro and Gandoni. Gandoni, also from that episode of the of the of the gathering, we have a new Star Wars character that I'm inventing. New, oh, new oh. canon. Her name is uh Estera. Beauty. Okay. She's not okay. force sensitive, but she is first mate to the greatest pirate in the universe. That's right. Hondo Adok Anaka? Onaka? That's right. Yep. <laughs> yep, he's sure he's about also, it. Also, <laughs> yep, that's how that's pronounced. It looked like a D from here, man. I need glasses, bro. Oh my god. Hondo is here. That's right. Uh, and my casting, you know, I'm going because they're like, you know, like 20, 23, 24 ish. I'm going real young. The hottest young actors in all of Hollywood. Right. 
I got Will Poulter playing Biff. Storm <laughs> Reed. Dog. Nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> no, Storm Reed. I'm not Storm Reed. Come on, have some Will respect. Po- Timothy Chalamet as Pedro. Now, you wow, got like okay. that's crazy. See, we we doing doing all up in this bitch. Yeah. We got Zendaya. <laughs> what? <laughs> Boy, I swear to God, this will be the first trillion dollar Star Wars. Listen, listen, listen. listen. <laughs> they got to get the youngest, hottest actors in Hollywood. You know what I mean? That's how you get the kids to show up. You know? Oh, look, Kathleen Kennedy. I know you're listening. You know, tap in. She's playing uh, Ganudi. Uh, Hondo. Great name. Hondo. You know. That's my guy. I'm thinking like, like oh, who could play Honda? Who I think is like could like play like the earnestness, but also like the fun, you know, kind of goofy nature, but keep it grounded and real. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I know he's available. Hugh Jackman. The thing is, okay, so this is <laughs> continue. You're cooking, but it's like some of these actors are so busy. Nah, listen, and so expensive. <laughs> when Disney calls and Disney puts down the check, you suddenly, oh man, I got six months oh, free. No. Okay. They've been, they've been in, like not to say like listen. To be, well, to be Hugh fair, Hugh Jackman might be like, I, I, I'm done. The only, the only person I, think, I don't know. He said he was done with Wolverine. You just, just the bag's right. The bag's right. <laughs> true. Right. Sorry. I mean, for Will and Zendaya, they have to do like, mo- well, they got to do like motion capture and like voiceover, so it's not like crazy. You know, they got to show up to like Hugh Jackman got to show up to set, got to put on full Hondo makeup. You know what I mean? That's true. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he gonna get like twenty five million dollars. Okay, you know so, so you got a lot of alien races. It sounds like. What are, we, what are we working with here? Florence Pugh, she's a human. She Jesus plays Christ, Sarah. this is Dune. Yeah. <laughs> this Listen, is Dune. First of all, it's not my fault that they were. They had to say my. They were like, look, you know, all them young, young hot actors. Boom, bang. Where's we gonna Rebecca put them Ferguson? On a, Rebecca Ferguson can make. The, we 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 really tried. <laughs> we were thinking about a role for Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, you know, Storm Reed. You oh. know, we we're thinking about her, Jacob Elordi. You know, oh, we were no. just like in the. We were just like you're ah. cooking. You guys were really cooking. You know what I'm da- Daniel, in this show, who do you, who are we going to make Tom Cruise play? It's a, it's a blank <laughs> oh check show. God. You know what I'm saying? You know, a studio's at the end of the rope, and they just start like, all right, cool. We're gonna we gonna highlight. We gonna uh, greenlight a show that's got everybody in it. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's true. It's kind of like that. They're putting all the chips in. That's true. That's right true. Here. This is what we got. That's okay? true. I'll give you that. And yeah, that's my cast. We got, I'm gonna go through the little little plot. You know, real quick. Jet, you're producing this episode. He put down some, some like some mysterious music. You know what I'm saying? Some like put down some like real like tension filled. You know, Ben. Okay, so check this out. Right, <laughs> it's a couple years after Order sixty six. Okay, young Biff, he's running away from Imperial forces. Right, they suspect that he might be a Jedi. But man, he's running. He, he's he's fighting. He's like ah. Gotta get away. Gotta get away. Turns out he sees a ship. It's like, yo, it's his boy Pietro. Boy comes down. He's like, hey, yo, remember me from the... Like, bro, yeah, we used to course on together. Yeah, we was Padawans together. What's happening? Turns out he's there with his old, his whole little girly, Gandoni. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But they got a little, they had a little thing going on. You feel Gandoni me? Tenderoni. And they meet Hondo, who they also rescued back back in the day. And it's and his new first mate, Estera, as they go look for a place to be free from, you know, Imperial forces okay. hunting, hunting okay. the Jedi. Okay. Right? They got to get to Coruscant, right? You know, like, why would you go to Coruscant? I mean, it's the biggest planet, trillion people. You get there, you get smuggled out to a place where you can be safe. They're just like, hey, get there, give it to somebody, you be safe, right? Turns out, though, they hear a call, right, on the graves. Like, oh, yo, it's another Jedi. First, hey. 
we gotta we gotta help this guy right like what are we doing you know what i'm saying hondo doesn't really want to do it hondo's like man, i'm not really trying to i'm not really trying to get into that but whatever they end up doing they end up doing it hondo's really upset they find this guy right he's on a sandy planet a little sandstorm going on. Oh God! Like, listen, listen. Hey, 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 hey! It's, hey, not, Star- hey, hey, hey. it's not Star Wars without sand. I, I, I hate sand. I stand with that. I stand with that. It makes sense. But Star I'm going to let sand. the droids vote. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to let the droids vote. They go down to the planet. They're like, "Hey, bro, we got to get out of here." But this dude, he's just like, "Like, I know we got to go, but you guys got like, there are Jedi dying all over this place, man, mm-hmm. all over the galaxy." I don't know what is happening. They're either getting captured or killed. I, I, I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah, we hear you. We understand Imperial forces. They're doing it. Let's, let's get out of here, brother. There's a sandstorm going on. We can't like be here too long. Right. On the way out, he starts talking about like, you know, look, guys, I, I, I know I haven't, I haven't like told you like all the stuff, but you know, the Jedi on Coruscant were murdered. Y'all didn't hear about that? Mm-hmm. I don't hear about the mm-hmm. Jedi on Coruscant were murdered. Like, things are going down. And they get separated in the sandstorm, and he dies. <sighs> right? And you're like, whoa, dog. What, what episode are you we on by here? now? <laughs> oh, by the way, this is a film. This is a feature film, by oh. the way. You don't oh, cast okay. Zendaya, Timothy okay. Chalamet, Will Poulter, 4 for it. Six television who, Disney Plus series. Who, who is walking through the desert? Oh, sorry. Biff and Gandoni are walking through the desert with the Jedi. And one of those is Timothy. Yeah, no, Timothy is Pietro. Oh, okay. I'm 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 connecting right. them because you're trying to make this not Dune. Yeah, because there's the sandstorm Zendaya part the where they get stuck in the desert. Zendaya and will Poulter in the we're, desert. We're on some real relax, uh, relax. <laughs> okay, it's not my fault they cast my movie. It's the it's know, not no, no, it's no, no, not no, your no, fault. This is your movie. It's not my fault. I'm still I'm I'm very much interested in it. I love it. I already love them getting lost in the desert and one dying. Right, dies. Right, they get back. They're like, bruh. The homie, like, he was spending some gas and he just passed away. We need to figure, we need to figure something out. Cause this can't keep happening, man. Then Pietro's like, wait, hold on. Hondo really wanted us to go to Coruscant, bro. Like he was dead set on getting us there on time. The Jedi just said that the people on Coruscant died. Was Hondo going there to sell us to the people killing the Jedi, to the Imperial Ooh. Forces for Ooh. a check? Oh. Yo, we can't let that we can't let that slide. So they're like, bro, Hondo, you get, you gotta go, man. And you know they had like they've had good experience with Hondo, so it's kind of like they're kind of conflicted about it. But at the end of the day, you got to think about yourself. You got to think about getting the Jedi to safety, right? But here's the thing, right? They do that. Hondo's like, bro, we used to be friends. We're cool. What happened to all that cool stuff? You know what I'm saying? Dude's like, nah. Got to think about Biff's like, nah, yeah. dude. Gotta think about me first. Gotta think about the Jedi first. Mm -hmm. Gotta go, right? And then Pietro, he takes he takes charge of the ship. He's like, yo, I'm gonna get us to a spot. Don't worry. And then Biff remembers when did you found the dead dude? The last thing he said was, Beware of beware of Kriak. Right? Biff don't know what that means. He's like, that's weird. Whatever. Beware of Kriak. He's like, okay, I guess that's mystic to me. I don't know what that means. Okay. So Estera, you know, first mate, she's like, yo, Petro, where are we going? Like, where, where we got to go? Petro's like, yeah, bro. I know a guy in the, in the Kriok system. He's going to lead us to where we need to go. Petro's like, yo, that kind of, that kind of sounds familiar. I don't, I don't know. The dude said we shouldn't, we shouldn't go there. Right. But yeah, he's just like, Petro's like, you got a feeling. 
He was got like that Jedi feeling, you know? Okay. You know how like in, in Star Wars they'd be like, uh, I have a bad feeling about this? Yeah. Biff has the same, same okay. exact thing, right? He goes to Pietro, he's like, yo, though, we can't, we can't do this. But he's like, no, 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 I kind of really feel like we should do this. Yeah. <laughs> then it clicks. Pietro's mm-hmm. been orchestrating this whole thing the yep. whole time. Yep. Uh... He's collecting the, the Jedi, right? He Damn. even went down Dirty. to the spot Dirty. to go get the Jedi from the planet. And he was like, look. I'm look, hey, I like my new this. master needs to need he needs to start killing Jedi, bro. Like, hey, you got me, but I can't really let y'all live after that. You feel me? I can't really die. Him and Biff and Gandoni they go bar for bar with Pietro. He's really good in the dark side of the force. Ultimately, he like sur- he survives barely, but escapes. You know what I'm saying? And even though Biff and Gandoni at first they're like, yo, we got to get out of here. They're like, yo, after all this, it's it should be our job. To go now and rescue some Jedi and help Jedi who need help. They put like you know a call to the galaxy. Hey, we got y'all if y'all need help. And guess the first person who calls. Yeah, that's right. It's the cameo number one. Cal Kestis answers. That's right. Two. Boom. Credits roll. We're all crying. We're all like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Post credits roll up. Are they the same? This is coming from someone that is clearly I, I no lacking. Is it no? I meant to say like, are they the were like the third sister? How she was one of the oh 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 we're going to solve this. I got an idea. Okay. Okay, for a little thing. We can be going around using force users to kill other force users. Call them inquisitors. Hell yeah, baby. Boom, movie ends. Boom. Wow. Boom. Wow. Wow. Boom. Wow. Boom. Wow. Boom. Tell me that's not gas. I love Tell that. Tell me that's that not gas. That post credit is very good. You got this vision dollars. lined up. Come on. We can yeah, start I mean, a it's going to cost a billion dollars. For <laughs> Let me tell you. It's going to cost $200 million easy. That's not, no. Easy. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Hold on, hold on. You got to, you know, cast fees, you know, hey, add up. That's at least, like, what? Like, 75, 80 million dollars. That CGI you know budget saying? sounds insane. They're going to say, Timothy, I can give you that kid from Heartstopper. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. You want to you get, you got to get the kids back in Star Wars, man. Kids not watching Star Wars no more. I think mm-hmm. I like Timothy's, Timothy casted as that character for being sneaky. And do it because he mm. oh he could play sneaky very I, well. My my thing is you want to suspect Timothy yeah. Chalamet yeah. to be the bad guy. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, that's Timothy Chalamet. That's a good dude. Then when the twist comes, you're like, oh, not Timothy Chalamet. He no. looks he looks a little a little evil. So yeah, I wouldn't be a little he, tank to a little, little. I think it's the like he always looks so, the eyebrows down and like a little right. Mm-hmm. So I could see him doing this, mm-hmm. and that's what I like about it. That's why I really like. Well, actually, I like the whole thing because uh, I also am a big fan of the Inquisitors, so I like that reveal. Um, that's I, fun. I love this. Oh, God, I also love Order sixty six. Order sixty six. We it's can't crazy, we can't stop going back. You it's can, great. dude. It's, it's crazy. So you know. But let's go all the way back, Daniel. I think it's time for your pitch with a truly inspired pick for love one of our okay. for okay. one of our our pitches here. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so I'm going with the title. I'm just borrowing the episode uh, from Clone Wars, but the title <laughs> working title. Hey, working title. we're good. We're good. You know, that's the way to do it. You know, a little, little callback for the fans, you know? Hey, I'd be good. But uh, Guerrera, it. a war on two fronts. And mm. the main characters being Saw and Steela Guerrera. Um, and for the casting, I thought, thought a lot about this. Okay. So you'd have uh, Stefan James 
as uh, a young a young Saw Gerrera. Okay. Uh, you'd have Dominique Fishback as a young Steel Gerrera. Yeah. Mm. Um, I heard somebody say Storm Reed before. I got, I got hey, Storm Reed. Baby. Hey, <laughs> I have, I have Storm. I have Storm Reed as a young Ahsoka. Yeah, we can her as a young Ahsoka in this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Daniel. Okay, okay. And then as the villainous King Rash, I'm trying to build up that character a little more. He's kind of a figurehead in the TV show. Not really much, but I want Dev Patel to be that guy and make mm. him a little bit more menacing. Daniel is as- killing damn. it right now. Mm-hmm. God damn. And then as the last guy, there's uh, Lux Carey. And for him, I didn't oh. really know what to do. I feel like the animated version, he kind of looks like Timothy Chalamet, but he could just be any random white dude. <laughs> and there, there just needs, <laughs> great, there great. needs, there needs to be more Asian people in Star Wars. Facts. And, Facts. you know, Facts. to pull in that global audience, I'm casting somebody from BTS. <gasps> wow! Bring him in. Bring him in. Wait a minute. Bring who, who, who from BTS? Who from BTS? I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know anything about BTS. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here before the meeting on the Wikipedia page. That's looking at anybody. Okay, okay, scouring Wikipedia for which BTS member. Which who do you think you speaks choose? to you? Who speaks to you? Damn, you cook it right up. I'm going with Jin because I see... <laughs> I see that he was interested in acting. In his Wikipedia profile, oh he was like, oh, yeah, no, he wants to Jin's, act. Okay, Jin's I'll give him another chance in a Star Wars show right now. I'm going to put him on right now, you know? Jen's Jen's the best. Great. Just wait a second. I like to imagine Daniel as an executive, <laughs> and they're like, okay, uh, we need somebody to cast as Lux Monteri. Man, bring one of them BTS books. BTS is in here. He's like, well, which one? He's like, uh, which one? Just one of them. You thought you were cooking, but that is literally, you're getting them. You're getting them. I say it's fine, but it's just funny to think about. Half of the audience that walked into that Olivia Wilde movie was like, oh, we're here for only Harry Styles. No, that's how you get it. You got international box office in the bag. One trillion dollars. I'm thinking of the big picture here, you know? Disney is always trying to bring in new people, you know, trying to get that global audience thinking about the Asian markets get BTS you grabbed, get the, you get grabbed the BTS army behind every, this come on you grabbed one from every group like everybody you Daniel, got horror, Daniel this, you is, got this is crazy incredible okay oh, alright I mean, let, me, let me get to the pitch though. let me get to the okay. pitch because you know your, your opinions might change but <laughs> no, right, so, I doubt it <laughs> <laughs> so basically I'm proposing adapting but also expanding on the four episode story arc in the fifth season of Clone Wars that begins with the war on two fronts and just a quick recap for those who don't remember, this was a story arc that followed a group of rebels on the planet Onderon as they reclaim its capital city from Separatist control with a little help from the Republic. And this arc served as the introduction to Salt Guerrero, who has since become more popular in the live action movies with Forrest Whitaker playing the role in both Rogue One and Andor, and the character you know, appears in some video games too. Um, but so while the, Stone War, while the Clone Wars arc would serve as like the culmination of the series, like the big plot point that we're building up to, that that big battle where they're liberating the city. I'm envisioning it as a more grounded show that focuses on these rebels for the most part, you know, taking some cues from from Andor, from Rogue One, and for much of it, just focusing on the Guerreras and just them leading their own rebellion on Onderon, their relationship as brother and sister, and also just like the radicalization of Saw Gerrera because we see him later on as like him being like the, the boogeyman of rebels. You know, this is the guy that goes even too far for the rebels. So I want to explore a little bit of how he got there in a way that the show didn't really touch that much on because, you know, that was just the creation of a minor character at that point. 
but with a longer runway to develop these characters, you know, with with Stila eventually dying at the end of it, you could have a much stronger emotional impact after building them up together. And you can even do a time jump towards the end of the series that explores Saw years later, showing how he's changed, how he's become radicalized, and also how he becomes an important figure in the rebellion to come against the Empire. Do you imagine, like, Forrest Whitaker kind of, like, not to not to sound reductive, but, like, mm-hmm. the beginning of, like, uh, Walk Hard, where he's just, like, thinking about his early life. And he's mm. like, he's got to think about his whole life before he goes to war or something like that. It's- I wasn't... I wasn't really thinking about that, but okay. I mean, then don't. You know what? I'm no, stepping wait. on the pitch. Don't don't ignore me. It's it's like the scene in World One where he's about to die, mm-hmm. and he just like flashes back. Oh, like, okay, okay. I like that though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, yep. That's me. You're probably wondering how I got in this situation. <laughs> little record, little record scratch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I, I'm sold. Jesus, man. Yeah, but I mean, so I mean, a few things that you know I'd be looking for. Like one of the things that I thought was kind of annoying, and it was kind of like a tropey, like anime TV show thing was like this love triangle that was going on between mm-hmm. like Stila, Lux, and Ahsoka. I don't think you really need to focus on that because it was it was a little bit too much of a focal point in that in that story arc. Yeah, yeah. You know, put more of the emphasis on the Guerreras and Onderon, yeah. their relationship. But also I think, you know, talking about Saw and how he's radicalized, you could really emphasize how the Jedi and the Republic was very neutral in this whole story. And I thought that was a really interesting like plot point that wasn't really emphasized like too, too much. Where it's like, you know, Ahsoka is there, but she's like, ah, you know, I don't really know if I should be fighting here. I'm not really allowed. But like, Stila wouldn't have died if that was going to happen. So like, mm. this is kind of how Saw becomes radicalized too, because he's like, you know, if the Jedi had only helped me, if the Republic had helped me, maybe my sister wouldn't be dead. And mm. now I'm going to be more extreme from that one. And then, you know, let's see what else I have here. You know, just like the tension between Stila and Saw when Stila is chosen to be a leader over him. I think that would be another interesting plot point to just, you know, develop their characters and their relationship a little bit more, turning King Rash into a more menacing villain. Like I said, I mean, I just love Dev Patel and I think him being in a Star Wars show oh, or movie, be, whatever, crush it. would be he's awesome, perfect. you know, in a villainous role too. Um, and it would just be an opportunity to explore a young Ahsoka in the backdrop of this live action series happening. I think Stormy is awesome. I think she'd be a great young Ahsoka. And you could also feature some crossover from other Jedi like Obi-Wan, with Anakin and then some of the animated favorites like Captain Rex and Hondo, who also appear in this story arc. Oh, nice. Man, dude. Storm Reed is a suck. Oh, so good. That's I mm, would lose. Thank, my thank you. Honestly, I, truly inspired on all fronts. Uh, uh, so you're, you're imagining this as a show, by the way, right? I'm, I'm imagining this as a show and just like extending that arc like before and then potentially a little bit after, but really like doing it before so you can actually build up these characters a little bit more because it's it's kind of rushed in like a four episode like 20 minute animated series i i <laughs> I'm, I'm stunned i'm sold i'm sold i don't I, i'm like, gonna be voting for you i'm not trying yeah i'm not trying to like <laughs> douse the jury pool here but like that I, uphill battle from here for everybody else dude, sorry guys that's that's wild you should have never been on today's episode <laughs> yeah no grand opening grand closing for daniel chin right here that was gonna steal the show Oh Damn, that's so good. That's, that's incredible. So good. That is easily amazing and should be produced. No, that's <laughs> someone's gonna listen to this and steal it. You need to do something. Uh, yeah. That's great. Can you well, do something about it? Welcome first? to our new podcast. Can you free ideas. <laughs> yeah, can you pen this? Is that how you do it? Like, I need Jomi in the meeting with me though, doing his like you know oh, dramatic reading of it all with the with exactly. the music in the with background. The like I need a true show, showman yep. to be just be careful. Jomi's gonna take Storm Reed out of it. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly. What? Just the whole cast of Dune is there instead. He's like, now, I understand that Storm Reed is very talented, but what if we put Zendaya yeah, in here? <laughs> Listen, it's not one for one. They can all succeed. We can all have our black okay, sisters. Okay, that's a fact. That's money. true. I now just I under- wanted Storm and yours, yeah. too. Now, I understand Tom Hanks' pivotal part for this role, but what if we cast y'all Zendaya? Seeing, y'all not seeing the vision, man. When the, when the, when the 17-year-olds and 18-year-olds start buying Zendaya Gan- Gannoni merch, Y'all gonna be y'all gonna be like, damn, Jomi had a point. Shipping shipping Daniel Biff and Gandoni. Blue Ivy in yours. <laughs> 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 she does a little dance. <laughs> Just to... yeah. can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> she works really hard. Okay. The I Jedi that her. the Jedi that I saw mentioned that gives that dies. Fun fact, it's actually Brad Pitt. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, no, we're just, just going crazy. Just putting in cheat codes budget, for Budget years. is just skyrocketing. All, all yeah, budget. <laughs> uh, uh, absurd. Absolutely absurd. Well, we're going to end that absurdity with a call to action from you guys. Be sure to vote on our social channels. Uh, the great Jomi Adenon is going to be guiding you to, towards those in the next day or so. And vote for who you find to have the greatest pitch. I mean... Basically, who who do, who had the second best pitch here? Yeah, honestly. And, right. and uh, please enjoy that. I love Jomies. I love Jomies. It's it's a Jomies wonderful, a wonderful time. Too. I just need to start the GoFundMe right now. Yeah, no. <laughs> and coming in 2087. It's, it's going to be a few yeah. years. Yeah. Wait, yeah. We got to start the CGI right now. Like, it's, mm-hmm. No, it's a lot, but we're cooking. And the DH all of them by then. It's gonna be. You guys are gonna look so the egg on your face when Blue Ivy does blow up, and you could have had her before. Man, she blew up. we could have been ground floor, just ground saying, floor, just ground floor of Blue Ivy Carter. Damn. <laughs> Take one of Rihanna's babies. <laughs> Blue Ivy's doing the Renaissance tour right now, probably making like six G's a night. She won a Grammy. Won a Grammy just from doing this. Is like living her best life, like as a producer on Beyonce's albums. You know what I'm saying? Her. Like is this like the daughter of two of the most like famous wealthy and important, wealthy important <laughs> people in music history, and we're like guys, we gotta we gotta we gotta start her career. Put her in a Star Wars. We gotta put her, start putting Star Wars and start her career. The thing is that is that is that would be insane if we got Beyonce's daughter into a Star Wars property. I mean, would, I don't I don't know if we should yet, but like it would be all I'm crazy. saying is if we, look if Beyonce is on set, we gotta get her oh. on there too. <gasps> oh my god. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, that's that's probably just like Price the little favor that we do to, to be like, one. okay, put Blue Ivy in there, and then maybe I'll. We think have about Beyonce voice to Droid. Come on, mm. come on, come on. You're not gonna you're not gonna Lion King her. Come on, stop. Yeah, it. yeah, I know. All right, <laughs> that's a wrap for us. Please be sure to check out the rest of the Ringiverse feed all week. Midnight Boys are going to be giving you their instant reactions on Ahsoka on Wednesday and on Friday. Midnight Boys will be back to give you their thoughts on the full season of My Adventures with Superman. And more from the Ringerverse. Check out the brand new House of Our Feed. We're so excited to have everybody listen to them. You guys have been blowing it up. We appreciate it. They are going to be giving you their deep dives on Ahsoka on Friday. And then we're going to give you a hype meter tomorrow. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Thank you so much to our guest, Daniel Chin, to just absolutely blow up yes. our spot. and <laughs> Come back. Please <laughs> come back. Thanks for having you guys. Again. It's fun to crash You are this. definitely coming back. Uh, <laughs> we are produced. By Jack Sanders, filling in for Jonathan Kerma. Thank you guys so much for listening. Any parting words from Jomi and Jess? Man, um, Jack, appreciate you for helping out. Jess, Steve, you know, fun as always. And thank God for Daniel Chin. 
my god dc dc they you know dc star wars can be calling you one boy like you know, keep, your, keep your phone on mm-hmm. I, I need you, know? you in that meeting with me Jeremy. i'm saying right now i got you man keep jen at all costs <laughs> see you guys next time bye-bye Bye. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.